Hey there listeners, welcome to Horror Movie Club, the show where two dudes who aren't quite nerds but not quite noobs choose a horror movie each week to rate and review. I'm Ashvin, I'm on the phone with Brian, and this week we're going to be talking about the 2018 horror film The Nun, directed by Corin Hardy and starring Demian Bashir and Tessa Farmiga. And this is the story about a demon who takes the form of a nun sometimes. Uh, so I chose this one because I think there's a new Annabelle coming out this summer, and I'm just trying to familiar, familiarize myself with the uh, Conjuring universe. Um, Brian, have you already seen this? No, I hadn't seen it. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, and I'm, I'm kind of in that mode too where I want to familiar myself, familiarize myself with the Conjuring universe. And um, Go ahead. Oh, and yeah, they're, they're at like how many films now? Like uh, six or seven? I think... I think it's going to be seven. Wow, that's that's yeah. pretty wild. It's like surpassing the the Marvel series almost. Yeah, yeah, because I think uh, well, no, not even close. But <laughs> this is the fifth installment, the Nun, and then I think the Curse of La Llorona was the sixth, and then Annabelle comes home will be the seventh. Okay. Also, Annabelle comes home. We're working on a crazy backlog here, so listeners probably won't hear this until Annabelle Comes Home's been out for like two months, but Annabelle comes out tomorrow. Wow, for really? we're recording. On, yeah. a, on a Wednesday? Yeah. Oh, you know what? Shoot, I think it came out today. <laughs> yeah, it's Tuesday? really strange. I don't, know, <laughs> I don't know why it's coming out in the middle of the week. Wow, yeah, that's, that's crazy. Uh, yeah, and this has been such a successful franchise that it's pretty impressive. Yeah, and The Nun is apparently the most successful of all of them. It's a, got a gross of $365 million. How, how do you think it is that The Nun is like the biggest out of like all the Conjuring movies? That is a really good question. I do not know. It has 26% on Rotten Tomatoes. The user score is 36%. <laughs> I did see they spent $90 million on advertising, oh, okay. estimated. Yeah, and I that think that could be part of it, right? And and I think this one came out around Halloween. I, I guess I'm not sure when the other ones came out, um, but maybe they, they they had some kind of timing on their side, or maybe it was like a down weekend or something. Yeah, I, I saw that they tried to release it around the same time as it was released in 2017 to try to mimic that box office success. Yeah, wow, whatever they did, it worked. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, it still didn't didn't come close to it, but it's it's a huge number. Yeah, I just you know seeing a ad for a nun. I mean, I, I don't know who gets excited by by an image of a nun. Um, I think people get pretty creeped out by religious horror. That's true. That's true. You think a nun more so than like a father or a priest? Um, there's just something creepier, or at least we have a bit more of a tradition with lady ghosts. True. In American cinema. Yeah, that's true. Like witches and stuff. Um, yeah, yeah, or like the the wave of the uh, Japanese uh, U.S. remakes in the early 2000s was, uh, and that's based largely off of Japanese culture and their ghost lore traditions of a long, dark-haired female ghost. Yeah, and I guess a nun's like kind of headpiece kind of uh, mimics that in a way. A little bit, yeah. Yeah, that's that's interesting. Um, so yeah, yeah, I, I'm trying to think of like, a, I mean, I know there are movies with, where the main ghost is a dude, but they're not as many. Yeah. I feel like when it's a dude, it's usually like a monster or something. 
Um, yeah. But yeah, I can't remember like a, a male ghost being like terribly scary, which is really interesting. I wonder how that ties. Don't you have a book on this subject? Do I have a book on that? Yeah. Uh, are you talking about that one I read? Um, Men, Women, and Chainsaws? Yeah. Does that talk about how, uh, does that hit on at all? Like maybe that there's a female theme when it comes to ghosts and those kind of spirits? It does not talk about that as much. Um, and it was written, I believe, in the 80s or 90s. So mm-hmm. it was before this like second wave of the Haunted House Supernatural movie. So Interesting. it did not touch on that. It, it was a pretty, um, that, that book had pretty limited focus. Okay. Looks like we got a book to write ahead of us and get thesis statement there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, so hugely successful. And, and I guess if you look at the whole Conjuring series, this is like the OG, right? Like this is the prequel to the prequel. Like this is the first one, uh, on the timeline, right? Yeah. I mean, this is the fifth installment, but chronologically this movie takes place in 1952, which is earlier than any of the other movies take place. That part kind of bummed me out. Cause that's one thing I really like about the Conjuring is they, they do a good job of capturing sixties, seventies. And I always love like the throwback. This one was like a little too thrown back for me, but I don't know how you felt about the 50s Romania scene. Yeah, it's interesting because so much of the Conjuring universe is kind of a classic haunted house in like suburbia or city life. Yeah. A family home. And this is a little gothic in a way because it all takes place in this convent that's in the middle of nowhere in, um, in Romania. Where is it actually supposed to take place? Yeah, Romania. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, it's like a, it's essentially like an old, cold, dark castle. Right. Yeah. A much different setting than the rest of the series for sure. Yeah. Yep. Setting is very different. Yep. And very, the vibe's a little bit different too. It's got a limited number of characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And you don't have like the whole family vibe that you do with all the other ones. Right. Right. And you don't have like the Warrens as well as kind of another layer of characters. Yeah. Oh, you mentioned uh, religious horror films earlier on. Uh, would you put Seventh Heaven in that category? Uh, <laughs> is religious horror? Yeah. <laughs> One of the. <laughs> I guess so. When you find out that that guy's a creep. I know, right? That's a, a real life religious horror there. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. That was, that was unfortunate. Um, so. This one, uh, oh, the director, Corin Hardy, uh, he did The Hollow. Do you remember watching that one? Yeah, I meant to look into that to see what we rated that movie. I feel like we just thought it was okay, okay to bad. Yeah, I, I remember thinking it was like kind of unique. It like had a unique setting somewhere like in, in Europe, like Scotland or something, and just taking place in the woods. And I thought like he did a cool uh, take on some, like you know being haunted in the woods or something, but... Uh, yeah. 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 Now that I'm, now that I'm hearing you talk, I think maybe you liked that one a little bit more than I did. Right. Yeah. But I can't remember. I meant to check our scores on that. But um, yeah, it's actually a similar setting. Oh Pretty yeah. Rural. Sure. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, like it really, it took place around a house, but it was a really old, big, kind of, almost gothic house. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They had just moved there. If I remember correctly, maybe that's wrong, but it, it had that same vibe. Yeah, I, th- I think so. Yeah, I think they had just moved into a house or something. So, yeah, rural European thing. I guess that's a scene. Yeah. Um, did you uh, recognize anyone in this film? Well, of course. So I checked the pronunciation on... It's Thaisa Farmiga. Oh, Thaisa. Okay. Thaisa. That's cool. 
Uh, of course, she's been in American Horror Story and The Final Girls, which we reviewed a few months back. Right. Um, and then Bonnie Ahrens, who plays the nun. You know, it's funny. The nun is all over the advertising for this movie, but mm-hmm. I feel like you don't really see that much of her specifically. Yeah, that's true. Until the end, until the like third act. Right. No, that's a really good point. Uh, I, I feel like we saw her more in The Conjuring than in this one. Yeah. Um, but other than those two, I didn't really recognize anybody. The, uh, there's essentially only two other real characters. How about you? Uh, no, I didn't really recognize anyone else either. Uh, it's interesting about Taisa, so she's the sister of um, Vera, right? Who's in The Conjuring yeah. series. Yeah, so they're both in this movie. Does that count as nepotism if you're hiring the sister of another series in this one? I don't think so because the person in control isn't related to them. Mm. Okay. The, the director even said he didn't want to hire her because she was Vera's sister, but then he just said that she nailed it in the audition and it was exactly what he wanted. Though to be fair, if it was nepotism, isn't that what you would say? Like, ah, I didn't want to hire my son, but you know, I, then I saw his performance and he actually did really well, so I hired him. Yeah, but I mean, it's not like Vera is the director or the casting agent. Yeah, it just seems very coincidental. It's interesting. All right. <laughs> I'll give you it got to your you. conspiracy theories. <laughs> yeah. Together yeah. they fake the moon landing. I know. These Farmigas, man, they're behind all this shit. <laughs> it's, a, it's a huge conspiracy. Um, I s- um, oh, go but ahead. recognizable names, I did not recognize this name, but the guy who wrote this, Gary Doberman, mm-hmm. or Doberman, he wrote every Annabelle movie including the one that's about to come out or is probably currently in theaters by the time we release this episode yeah and he was a co-writer on it oh cool awesome and and so on this the, dude's made made a lot of money on the new it as well uh yeah the well the 2017 it I'm not sure if he has any involvement in this year's it oh, okay two. I doubt it yeah oh, that's awesome if you had to rate the conjuring films like do you have a favorite um out of like all of the this whole like seven movie series, you know, I feel like I need to rewatch some of them too, because I would love to just know exactly where I stand on all of them. I think The Conjuring One and Conjuring Two would definitely be at the top easily. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I kind of. And agree. then, um, boy, and then maybe this even because I didn't really love the Annabelle movie I saw or The Curse of La Llorona. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I haven't seen any of the Annabelles, but it sounds like you weren't too impressed by it. I wasn't, but um, I don't remember how that was reviewed, the first Annabelle. Yeah. yeah have to, it might be worth going back to see, especially with the sequel coming yeah. out. All right. Uh, well, cool. Uh, I, I saw one kind of interesting thing that uh, I guess during the shooting of this, they found a mysterious handprint from a ghost. Did you see that? I did see that. <laughs> So There's guess, some stuff in here where I was like, is this just some like press to, to yeah. get some press for the movie? Press bait, yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, that's probably They also right had there. a Roman Catholic clergyman bless the uh, yeah. set. Right. <laughs> that's kind of weird. That it is weird. Yeah. Uh, any other interesting background on this one? Uh, there's a sequel in development. Oh, yeah, right. Sounds like they had some good ideas Which for it. Which makes sense if the movie made $365 million. I know. It still amazes me. Yeah. Uh, but By the way, there's a budget of $22 million, So mm-hmm. 
22 million plus the 90 million on ads, and then you take half of the 365. So the studio probably made like, I don't know, 80, 90 million on this. Yeah, yeah not bad. Yeah, I'm trying to do fast math in my head, but I can't. <laughs> All right. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and I have an Ohio fact, but I think maybe I'll save it for the, the plot. Ooh, nice. Okay. So, uh, all right, that sounds good. Well, do uh, you want to take a break then and then dive into the plot, some spoilers in our review? Let's do it. All right, I'll be right back. I think someone's ringing my doorbell, so I'll, I'll be right back. Okay. All right. Hey man, I'm back. Yeah, everything good? Yeah, I thought it was a doorbell, but it was actually uh, the cemetery down the street. I guess they might have accidentally buried someone alive again. Uh, it's been happening a lot <laughs> where they just keep putting people underground and then they have to ring the bells that are connected to the graves to come out. Happened to me last week, which sucked, but yeah, what you can do? <laughs> <laughs> That'll just, ruin your week. I know, yeah, they just come to your house, they throw you in this box and put you underground. Fortunately, they gave you that bell. Because the cell reception isn't that great down there. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the cemetery's tagline is, you can ring my bell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a good catch line. <laughs> uh, cool. I, I, I liked that uh, that aspect. I, I kind of wish they'd worked that more into the film, but that, that was one of the cool uh, little characteristic things they gave. Yeah, yeah. There there was uh, one big scene involving that. Yeah, yep. Uh, all right, well, yeah, so to dive into the plot, so um, the movie actually opens, I think, with like a reference first to The Conjuring, and it kind of flashes back to uh, earlier Conjuring films where you saw the uh, nun, and I thought this was kind of a funny like reminder, like, uh, you know, like when you watch a TV show and it's like last time on, you know, that, that show or whatever. <laughs> yeah, it was a little bit like that. Yeah, it wasn't really well like blended in there. It was just like a, like a 15 second like replay of The Conjuring of The Nun, and then they were in this. Um, so then, yeah, so I don't think we mentioned that even the, the nun first appeared in the conjuring too. And so this is like a spinoff from the conjuring too. Right. Which I completely forgot too. And until they showed that scene in the beginning, and I was like, Oh yeah, I remember that nun. And yeah, same. And, 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 and that re- appearance kind of reminded me like of how scary that nun was in the, uh, the conjuring. Yeah. I really want to watch the conjuring one and two again. Yeah, me too. I think those are pretty good films from what I recall. Yeah. Um, same. Yeah. So then we're in uh, 1952 Romania, and there are these two nuns at a monastery, and they get attacked by uh, some kind of demonic force. One gets pulled into like a tunnel, and the other, trying to escape this demonic force, jumps out the window and hangs herself. Um, pretty mysterious. I don't think we really know what's what was going on there. Uh, we're then introduced to Father Burke, who's like at the Vatican, and he's being asked to go investigate what's going on in Romania at this monastery. They pair him up for some reason with Sister Irene, who's this young woman studying to become a nurse. Uh, what do you call someone who's not a nurse yet? Or sorry, a nun. You mean a nun? <laughs> yeah, she's studying to become a nurse nun. <laughs> I think you call them a novitiate. Oh, wow. A novitiate? I think so. Okay. Novitiate. Novitiate. Or at least that's what you call that period where they're not quite a nun yet. Okay. What about when they're not a nurse yet? yet. Yeah. All right. 
And they tell they say that uh, he knows she knows the terrain. Oh yeah, but she's actually never been there, right? She has no idea what they're talking about. Yeah. But nonetheless, you know, it's the Vatican, so she's gonna follow it, and so she goes. And so the yeah, and the guy's like, "Well, the Vatican usually knows. They yeah. usually have their reasons." Yeah, yeah. Uh, so the two of them head off to Romania, and they get there. They meet this guy Frenchie, who is the one that discovered the dead nun who had hung herself. Um, this guy reminded me of like a poor man's Chris Martin. Did you like his character at all? I did not like his character. Yeah. Um, I didn't think his acting was the best either. Me neither. And like they they give him like just generic name as Frenchie, and he's just like supposed to be your typical like guy from French Canadian French who's like got the accent and kind of goofy. He just felt very like typecast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was kind of unnecessary, even though they did make him necessary. Yeah. And he is necessary for the tie-in to Conjuring. Too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Maybe like they went back and like like ah shoot, how do we tie this to the full rest of the series? Let's write this guy in. He'll come in and go yeah. at certain parts. Yeah. Somebody was listening to Coldplay and they're like, I've got an idea. <laughs> yeah, I'll fix you. <laughs> uh, all right. So Frenchie takes them to the monastery, and when they get there, they're kind of walking around. They see the the dead body and it's been moved, but they they don't know what's going on. They meet uh, the abbess. Is that how you pronounce it? The abbess. Uh, is that the, like the main nun? I guess. Yeah. The nun who like runs the place. I, I had to look it up, but I guess they're called the, a best or the, or something like that. Huh, um, okay. We're learning things. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so in, in this woman, this nun, uh, who's the head nun tells them that they can stay the night, but they can't talk to the nuns that day because they're all observing some silence or something. So, uh, Frenchie heads out for the night, uh, but on his way out, he gets attacked by some demon that like falls to a tree and attacks him and he escapes. Um, was this, did you find the scene scary? I thought it was an effective pop out because they're doing the whole like camera spinning around him. You're just waiting for the thing to pop out from, and you're like, which side is it going to pop out from? Yeah. And then it actually came from the sky, which was kind of like a, as feet that were hung. Oh yeah. Right. Um, it like drops on him. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, oh, okay. I appreciated some of the jump scares in this movie. Yeah. They, there were a lot of jump scares in this movie. And, and yeah, I guess this is one of the earlier ones. There were a lot. I do think that some of them were good. So it didn't it bother me as much, even though I know a lot of people have that complaint that it's too jump scare heavy. Yeah. You thought this was one of the good ones? I did. Okay. Noted. How about, uh, what, what about you? It uh, sounds like you do not think so. I, for me, I don't know. It wasn't really memorable. And how did he escape? Did he like punch the ghost and run away or something? Uh, I, don't, I don't recall how he escaped exactly. I don't remember either. I think it was apparently blunt force got rid of a lot of these ghosts. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, right. So that, Which didn't quite add up. Yeah, like were they zombies or they ghosts? Or you could apparently like shoot them and they would die or something. It's kind of interesting. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that was weird. So then, uh, that night, Father Burke, uh, he's told, uh, Sister Irene about this kid that he once, uh, did an exorcism on in the past who'd ended up dying, a kid named Daniel, a young, young boy. And, uh, suddenly that night, Father Burke's, like, starting to see visions of this kid running around, kind of taunting him, and he chases him out into the cemetery, and he falls into a grave and gets trapped in there, and then all the, cem- all the graves have these bells on them, and they all start ringing, and somehow Sister Irene 
wanders out because um, she's been seeing visions too of of things, but she's somehow able to go out there and save him. Um, anything else to? I feel like a lot was going on in that sequence, but anything you remember? Yeah, it was a tense sequence, but essentially the the ghouls or the sinister force buried Father Burke alive, and he rang the bell, and then Thaisa saved him. Yeah, her sister Irene saved him. Right. Um, I think she kind of used a little bit of her powers of like intuition or whatever she alludes to having, like visions. Yeah, somehow she's able to figure out which grave he was in and uh, yeah. get him out of there. So there's currently 138 people on death row in Ohio. Uh-huh. And two of them are there for burying a man alive. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. I didn't realize. Same man. Yeah. The same what? <laughs> They, like, teamed up and buried this dude alive and oh, they both got sentenced. It wasn't two separate incidents. <laughs> Not two separate incidents, yeah. Uh, two separate incidences with the... They tried to both bury the same guy. <laughs> <laughs> they just both showed up at the cemetery like, yeah. oh, I'm going to bury him. Yeah, <laughs> that's my turn. <laughs> uh, uh, wow, crazy. So I guess that's still uh, an effective way to get rid of someone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Unless they have a bill. Yeah, just <laughs> don't give them that bell. Uh, so the next day, for some reason, they're still there. They haven't left. Uh, and uh, Sister Irene goes and meets with some of the other sisters who are there. And these sisters explain to her that the monastery was built kind of as a, a gateway to hell. Um, but it, it got sealed up uh, with the blood of Christ. And since the Second World War, the gateway after the bombings, like somehow the gateway has opened up again. And now this demon nurse, uh, who's like called Valak, or uh, Valak. Do you know how to pronounce that? Uh, yeah, I can't remember. Uh, Va- Valak, Valak. Yeah, I don't remember. But right. I do remember that it's not a demon nurse; it's a demon nun. Oh God! Don't keep saying nurse. Ah <laughs> uh, man, they. Yeah. All right. A demon nun uh, named uh, Valak is, I guess, uh, haunting the the place now and has come from hell. I guess. Um. So then she's there, she's playing, she's praying with all these nuns and they're being attacked by something demonic. And uh, Father Burke like suddenly like bursts into the room and Sister Irene uh, tells him that we've been here, we've been praying. Uh, but then he's like, who are you praying with? And they look around and all the nuns are gone. And apparently, I guess all the nuns that we've seen have been ghosts. Uh, was that the case? Yeah. Yeah. Every nun that they've seen so far in this place is not real. Yeah, that's kind of what I figured. Like, when they got there and, like, there were some nuns there interacting with them, I thought the place was abandoned, but I, I guess it made sense that they were all ghosts. Yeah. All right. So, uh, Frenchie comes back in, uh, and he rescues uh, Father Burke from uh, some demon that was attacking him by, like, smashing it with a shotgun. And there's a joke about next time, use the shotgun if it's an emergency or whatever. Um so then they start wandering the monastery and they find uh, the ancient artifact, which has the blood of Christ in it. Um, so they go wandering through the catacombs now to figure out how to seal this rift back up. And they're attacked by Valak and a bunch of demon nuns uh, multiple times. I feel, I feel like there was a signature move that was done here on repeat where they would come face to face with the demon and then the demon would open its mouth and everyone would go flying in like different directions. Was that the gist of it? That was used a handful of times, yes, and it reminded me very much of the curse of La, La, La Llorona when we talked about how La Llorona had one move, one attack move, and that was just like <laughs> jaw drop, mouth open, and scream. Yeah, and grab your wrist. <laughs> and it's, 
Yeah, and it's yeah. just kind of like, wow, you guys, the Conjuring universe needs to come up with some <laughs> other I know. way for a like woman ghoul to be scary I know. than just screaming at you. I know. Give your give your villains more like a dimension or more like attack moves. It's kind of it becomes like kind of one toned at some point. Yeah, although I will say for this movie that I did not think the nun was the scariest part. I thought the nuns, plural, were the scariest part. Oh. Just some of the creepy imagery that went along with that. Yeah, seeing like a bunch of them together, like kind of head down, and then uh, there's that one scene where like they have bags all over their heads, but they're bloody. Um, Yeah, like bloody burlap sacks, just like a crowd of nuns standing up straight with bloody burlap sacks on their heads. It was... It was creepy. It, it reminded me of The Void a little bit mm. and that one creepy shot of The Void. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember that. Yeah, you're right. I think visually the, the nuns were a lot more effective than the actual nun uh, monster demon. Phallic. Yeah, then capital nun. Yeah. And the nurses, I mean, what was their deal? Yeah, those nurses. <laughs> yeah. Actually, uh, Silent Hill, the video game, the original one, had um, very creepy nurses that Ooh. were ghouls. Nice. Nice. Yeah. yeah, nurses can be, I mean, they kind of look like nuns sometimes. Some similar similarities in the costumes, maybe. I don't know. Similar garb? Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I don't know, the uniforms. Uh, so then, uh, you know, they, somehow they all get split up while they're down in the catacombs, and um, they're being attacked by these nuns, and the demon uh, nun, Valak, is attacking Sister Irene, and it comes down to the final battle, uh, where Sister Irene is, like, fighting the nun in the water, and the nun has her underwater, and somehow she's able to come back up and spit the blood of Christ right into the nun's face, which burns her face and basically kills the demon, um, as the blood of Christ does. Um, hey, what what's the deal with, uh, in Christianity, isn't wine considered the blood of Christ? Yeah. Okay. So do you think that was, was that his actual blood, or was there just like holy wine or something in there? I think it was his actual blood because otherwise you could have just grabbed some wine and been done with it. The priest could have blessed some wine and called it Jesus's blood. Yeah, yeah. That, <laughs> that was like the priest move the whole time. Like he was just running around like yelling prayers throughout the whole movie at people and things. <laughs> <laughs> that, got, that got interesting. Uh, so they leave the monastery. Uh, you know, everyone's fine and whatever. But on their way out at the end, it's revealed that the guy Frenchie now has the mark of a demon now, and uh, I guess during the whole interaction he got possessed or whatever, and um, then the movie jumps 20 years ahead, we're back in the Conjuring movie, and uh, the Warrens are there, who are the main characters in the Conjuring, and they're showing a video of them uh, doing an exorcism on Frenchie. And I think that's the way they tie out the movie to the rest of the series, right? Yeah, yeah, that's how it's all connected. Right, and then that's, that's where it ends. Any yep. any notable parts I missed that jumped out to you? No, I don't think so. Um, I will say that that ending like confrontation where she drinks the blood out of or puts the blood out of the vial into her mouth and then spits it. That exact same thing happens in the Demon Knight. You ever heard of that movie? It was a Tales from the Crypt movie from the nineties. No, but I, I think I read this that like they stole that move from somewhere else. Yeah, yeah, there's a vial of Jesus's blood in that movie and a character like takes a swig of it and then spits it. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's that's kind of crazy that they just straight up copied that move. Yeah. But I haven't seen that movie in a long time, but I think it's actually Jada Pinkett Smith that does that. Whoa, really? 
Yeah. Oh my God. That's all. But before she was married to Will Smith or after? Mm, I can't remember. I do, I do not know the Smith timeline. Yeah. Okay. That's awesome. Smith family timeline. Yeah. Yeah. Pro- probably. Hopefully. Yeah, maybe after. It was definitely pre whip my hair back and forth. Yeah. <laughs> pre the golden era. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, but I mean, I, I guess like in these types of movies, like you're, um, you, you do a lot of similar stuff anyway, right? Like there's always like the cross and like your blessing or the holy water being thrown. So well, I, I guess, I don't know how much I would not get just given, uh, th- these are all like the same tricks when you, when you're a holy person or the weapons. You right. Use. There's kind of a limited number of vari- variables in these demonic possession yeah. movies. Like you've got a cross, you've yeah. got the blood of Jesus Christ, you've got holy water. Yeah. Exactly. Just mixing them up in different combinations. Right. <laughs> you choose. They did dip across in holy water in this movie and press it against someone's face. Yeah, that was the nun with the bag or the, the, the blanket over her head. Yep. Yeah. Right. Uh yeah, I mean yeah, yeah you're right. I I feel like that that's kind of one of my biggest knocks on this movie is uh it just kind of felt very similar to every other religious based movie where there's like a a priest or someone fighting a demon and like the same yeah. kind of flow. Uh, but I don't know. What, what else? Uh, what, what did you like? What, what, what didn't you like on this one? I thought the biggest negative was that I just didn't really care much about the characters or the plot. Yeah. Like, I never found myself caring. Like, I hope Sister Irene gets this done or does that or I don't want to see anything happen to them. Like, yeah. the characters were pretty thin and the plot itself was pretty thin, too. Like, yeah. It just, none of it felt very, uh, I don't know. I couldn't connect with it. And the stakes didn't even feel that high. Before they came, it was a gateway to hell that was surrounded by crosses that were keeping the demons in. And they could have just (laughs) never come there. Just like left and everything would have been fine. Yeah. But they decided to stay and try to seal up the portal. Yeah. They really didn't have to stay there. They just kind of (laughs) wait. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 I find like the whole idea, and we've seen this in some other movies, maybe uh, Exorcism, or, or sorry, the yeah, the Exorcism. That uh, does the Vatican? The Exorcist. Yeah, the ex. Oh, the Exorcist. Yes. <laughs> your words. <laughs> What's wrong with your words? <laughs> I was thinking about the Exorcism of Emily Rose, maybe. Uh, yeah. Was that the Exorcist of Emily Rose? <laughs> <laughs> the nurse of Emily Rose. Oh yeah, the nurse. Um, so this, the Vatican like actually have like a secret squad team that goes around and like investigates these kind of things and goes like ghost hunting and stuff. Oh yeah. Oh, they, they do. do. Okay. Uh, it's funny. Yeah, and they they still perform exorcisms. Yeah. Okay. I, I guess that's that's true. Um. Yeah. That's, that's well that they have like this whole branch that goes around doing that kind of thing. Um, yeah. Did Did you get like? Yeah, any... they got some weird stuff going on there. Yeah. Did you get any like Indiana Jones vibes from this? Like they were out there like battling, uh, like like a Temple of Doom kind of thing, some kind of holy crusade. Maybe, maybe I'm ashamed to say I, those are holes for me. I've only seen maybe one and a half Indiana Jones movies, and it was when I was a kid. I was just telling my wife that we need to sit down and watch those. Oh yeah, yeah, those are good. Uh, yeah. No, I, I guess I mean like more like I feel like it towards the end it started to become more like adventure. Like we found this artifact, and now we're gonna go. Uh, and put it in a place or something um, like there's like a very mission oriented versus uh, like just like scare driven sure a little bit like as above so below exactly yeah it reminded me a lot of that yeah, that was a similar thing right they had they were in the gates of hell and trying to seal it back up or something or get out of it yeah yeah and just tr- looking for a sacred object 
Yeah, right, exactly. Uh, yeah, kind of similar vibes. Um, yeah. But I, I'm with you. The characters weren't really interesting. I did like the scares. I felt like there were a lot of creepy moments in this. Like, not straight up chilling, but a lot of the jump scares got me, and some of the scenes with the nuns were were well done. I, I liked I liked it. It was kind of a, a popcorn movie for me. Yeah. Like, during some of the plot stuff, I was like scrolling through my phone, which I normally don't do while I'm watching a movie. Yeah. Um, but I, I liked some of the, the scares. It, I, I felt, yeah, popcorn movie is a perfect way to describe it for me. Yeah, that's true. I, I had to watch it over two sittings. I mean, that because I, I got a little bored at some points. But you're right. Some of the scares uh, were effective, though I felt like they used a very similar formula every time. It was always like the camera would be on them and they turn away and then it'd come back and there's something right behind them. Um, I, f- I feel like that's the, the the scare they kept doing. Yeah, I mean, that is the classic scare to these type of modern supernatural movies, mm-hmm. but I feel like they played with expectations just enough to keep it interesting. Like, as I mentioned before, with the that one jump scare coming down from above, just little stuff like that sure. helped to mix it up. Yeah. It was not super original, but it, it, I think it, this, it was directed effectively. Okay, yeah. Yeah, no, that's fair. In my point of view. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. It, it was kind of, uh, it felt a little generic and kind of pop culture-y, but, it, you know, it was, a, it was a entertaining enough ride, I guess. Um, yeah. Do you, I actually tweeted about this movie today and how low the Rotten Tomatoes score was, and I got a lot of people commenting that were like, yeah, that's accurate. Or like, it should have been lower. It should have been lower, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just, I mean, you know, you're putting it in the Conjuring universe, I feel like you're setting a bar there. And uh, I, I could see a lot of people being let down because this doesn't have like Conjuring Universe until this point. Um, I guess I haven't seen Annabelle, but I feel like it's mostly very character driven, and you're bonding with these families, and you're you know fighting for their survival. And in this one, I, I think that's the biggest miss for me is you're not really connecting with the characters. Yeah, I think that some of it is, and some of it for me might have been expectations. Like I love the Conjuring one and two, but as I said in the Curse of. La Llorona, I've come to not expect much from any of the other movies in the universe that aren't called Conjuring. <laughs> yeah, no, that's 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 maybe a good expectation to set. Well, yeah. Yeah, if it's not called The Conjuring, lower your standards, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so how many uh, zombie nuns falling from the trees would you give this one? Uh, I give it three zombie nuns falling from the tree. Wow. I, I didn't love it, but I liked it. Yeah, that's surprisingly generous. That's good. Uh, I think I, I don't, I'd only give it two, I think, um, just, yeah. just for being watchable, but yeah, wish, wish they'd cut in a little bit deeper or added a little more personality to some of the characters. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that's, I feel like there's not even that much to talk about with this movie. It's, it's very shallow, <laughs> yeah. uh, not a whole lot going on and it's just, it is what it is. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's, it's hard to believe it made as much money as it did. I know that amazes me. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they were just charging more for tickets or something. <laughs> Usually, I mean, a, a movie that is not very good can only do so well because the the following, like, it can have a big opening weekend, but then the following weekend, people are going to be like, oh, yeah, people are saying average things about this movie. So to sustain, yeah, it had to have. I didn't like research each weekend's gross, but it had to have sustained some momentum because you don't make three hundred and sixty five million in a single weekend. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. And uh, I I think you're right. Yeah, it'd be worth checking out to see how how that uh, revenue flowed over a few weeks. 
Yeah. But yeah, I think you're right. A lot of it comes down to the way the promotion and the budget for that. Um, is, it sounds like it was pushed pretty hard. Yeah. Yep. Cool. Well, anything else on this one? That's all I got. All right. Well, that's it for our discussion on The Nun. If you enjoyed this episode, please give us a five-star rating on iTunes. That's going to help other people find our show. And we always appreciate it. If you want to join the discussion, you can find our social links on our website, horrormovieclub.com, or you can shoot us an email at podcast at horrormovieclub.com. We'll announce next week's movie on Facebook and Twitter in case you want to watch it before the next episode. Our logo is by Amy Mae Popart, so check her out on etsy.com. And until next time, if you're about to get in a fight with a demon or grow demon hunting, uh, make sure to keep some of uh, Jesus Christ's blood uh, packed away in your cheek, I guess. (laughs) 